The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terrell. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terrell, a blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, one of the host tweet premieres on OAA Neighborhood Television. Like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and also watching on YouTube. You know, I'm also the featured sports writer, feature writer for ONTV's blog. You, as well. It's not future, it's featured. Featured. My brain's all messed up. <laughs> it's today. Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. Ian here this week. Here, yeah. um, yeah, I'm back. We're here. Uh, another uh, uh, little chilly day, but yeah, a little chilly. Spring is trying. Try. You know. You know. We can blame it on Sammy. What? Uh, daylight savings. Yeah, we, sp- we lost an hour of sleep, and boy, do I feel that hour of sleep. It's amazing. Did we lose one, or did we gain? You spring forward, so we lost one. Dang. I'm yeah, we sorry. lost that hour. And, it, and I, I slept well that day. So did I, but it, for some reason, it's just kind of weird. I don't know why. <laughs> um, We got bracket announcing. We announced um, the brackets, of course. Um, some other teams in quarantine now. Yeah, um, so what a week makes. What a week makes. Uh, something. So there's a lot of things we didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, with the quarantines, we got uh, you have news on that, which yep. we'll talk about. Yeah, you know teams that you know had a good week. There were some close games, right? And then they've and had then a long you got, quarantine. T- then you had teams that didn't play, right? That we and, didn't expect, right? And then of course come then the final week of the season where league titles are are decided. Um, um, and we got a lot to talk about that when it looks at the league race and all that. Looking yep. at everybody's district fates. And, um, and the districts are already set. They're already set. set and everything. Um, why? I think there's some controversy added to that, considering the A, B, well, C format and D and, format. And we'll why, go into details we'll on that. We'll go into details around that. <laughs> um, so we got oh. the OA roundup here we got to look at this week. Um, there were a lot of games played this week, but there were some that, some that weren't. So Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Some, mm-hmm. uh, some teams had three out of four, three games in four days, mm-hmm. and then we saw just nothing. Right, nothing. Some. Ready? Ready. All right. All right. It's the OA roundup. Like Sammy said, there were some big games and some some big games we thought were going to take place that didn't take place. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, instead of five pages of results, four we pages. have four pages of results. <laughs> All right. So let's hit this thing. Okay. So uh, Monday, March eighth. We saw Clarkson 46-44 over Troy. DePillo had 14 uh, points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Steinman had 10 points. Wasilic had 9 points for Clarkson. Just a two-point win. Yeah, I mean, I think Troy's in some trouble right now. But Clarkson right now starting to get on all cylinders. Royal Oak Shrine 52-46 over Royal Oak. I'm Col- telling you. Colton Champion had 11 points. Dylan Hoffman 10 for Royal Oak. Royal Oak's in trouble. Lake Orion 63 over Ferndale University's 36. Good defensive effort by the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Andrew Bryant had 10 points. Uh, Liddell and Brennan Jones, uh, 8 points each for Lake Orion. Martin Taylor had 17 for FU. Detroit Martin Luther King, 68-43 over Adams. Mm-hmm. Andrew Brown and Justice Mims, 12 points each. Jonathan Ursay had 10 points for Rochester Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's 81-40 over Ferndale. Rolls Ferndale. Jason Drake had 12 points for Ferndale. 
Will Smythe, 40 points, 12 three-pointers for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's a school record there. I would I would, I would, would say yes, that should be. And 14 be. total threes in that game. 14 total, and he had 12. Wow. Tuesday, March 9th, Stony Creek 53-21 over Oxford. Trevor Smith had 20 points for uh, Stony Creek. Uh, Oxford, offensive issues. Oh, besides Mulholland, I mean, like, who do you got? And he didn't score 21. No. Adams, 53 over Rochester, 52. One-point win for Adams. Justin Mims, buzzer beater, had 15 points. Ursay had 16 points for Rochester Adams. Unfortunate for both teams. They're both on quarantine right now. They are. I didn't know that. West Bloomfield, 69-55 over Southfield A&T. Rashard Weaver had 26. Ryan Hurst, uh, 14 points. Uh, Mitchell Say had 11 points for West Bloomfield. Grove, 68-35 over Seaholm. That's a blowout. Yep. Berkeley, 51-46 over Royal Oak. Graham Colvin, 14 points. Logan Thomas had 11. Rashard uh, Walker had 9 points for Berkeley. Warren De La Salle, 79-55 over Farmington. Robert Davis had 25 points. Prince Jackson, 17 points for Farmington. Harper Woods, Chandler Park, 57-42 over Troy Athens. On Thursday, March 11th, Clarkston continues to roll, but another tight one, mm-hmm. 44-41 over Oak Park. DePillo and Keegan Wasilic had 12 points each for Clarkston. Ashton Henderson's 13 points, and Keon Henderson had 8 points for Oak Park. Uh, Farmington, 70-68 over West Bloomfield. Robert Davis had 30 points. Prince Jackson had 17. Christopher Boyd had a game-winning shot for Farmington. Ryan Hurst had 17 points. Emmanuel Ovisu, Ovisu, you? Ovisu. Uh, had 12 points. Uh, Kipris, uh, oh my gosh, Malevola Sivish. Had 10 points, and Richard Weaver had 9. Jalen Adams, 8 points for West Bloomfield. I'm configuring things out a little bit. It sounds, it looks like it offensively. Well, as long as Davis and Jackson are scoring, you know what I mean? Hey, when the big dogs are eating, your team usually does well, right? Yeah, but it hasn't been for Farmington all That's true. North Farmington, 39. Ferndale, 35. Bashir Rashad, Jihad. Bashir Jihad. Jihad, 12 points. 13 rebounds. Nice double-double for North Farmington. Travion Lewis had 15 points for Ferndale. Gotta wonder where Jason Drake was in that game. Yeah. Stony Creek, 60-47 over Groves. Trevor Smith, 25 points. Jacob Felton had 15 for Stony Creek. Uh, Daniel Lee had 12 points for uh, Birmingham Groves. Miscellaneous stat here. Um, Smith got his 2,000th point at Stony Creek. Wow, that's an accomplishment in the high school ranks. Mm -hmm. Very good. Congratulations to him. Linden, 64-52 over Troy. Limping mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Are Troy's in some trouble, I'm telling you. They're in some trouble. Seaholm, 52-42 over Berkeley. Johnny Cross had 15 points. Tyler Ike and, uh, was it John Chinois? Chinois, yeah. Had 11 points each. Charlie uh, Buckos had 9 points for Birmingham Seaholm. Uh, Jacob Thomas and Ashard Walker had 10 points each. Logan Haley, eight, 8 points for Berkeley. Cast Tech, 31. Lake Orion, 29 and a tight one. Alden Ritt, 13 points for Lake Orion. Avondale, 55. Ferndale University, 47. Javon Carter had 16 points. Jeremy Neal, 10 points for, was it Avondale? Mm-hmm. All right, Friday, March 12th. 
Troy Athens, 68-46 over Royal Oak. Uh, Michael Justice had 18 points. Jordan Sebaugh had 14. And Jonah Batardo had 11 or 10 points for Troy Athens. Oak Park 65-40 over Detroit Jalen Rose Academy. Mm-hmm. Detroit Henry Ford 80-77 over West Bloomfield. That was a good game. Mitchell Say 20 points. Ryan Hurst had 22. And Sean Patrick 15 for West Bloomfield. Uh, Saturday, March 13th, Groves 49-43 over Troy. Ethan uh, Emerzian had 23 points for Troy. Clarkston 48-37 over Stony Creek. Nathan Steinman, 13 points. Keegan Wasilek had 12 for the Wolves. Taylor Smith had 17 in that game. Forgot to add that on there. Okay. Birmingham Country Day, 50-48 over Avondale. On to the girls. Monday, March 8th, Royal Oak Shrine, 44-34 over Troy Athens. Natalia uh, Baltsu had 10 points, 18 rebounds. Nice double-double there. Jillian Siak had 9 points for Troy Athens. Oak Park, 58-42 over Seaholm. Tamara Todd had 22 points for Oak Park. Manchester had 18. Lebler had nine points for uh, Birmingham Seahome. Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy, 79-78 over West Bloomfield. Big win for the Academy. India Davis had 21 points. Uh, Hendricks had 17. Davis had 15. And Logan Lewis and Zanietta uh, Batiste. Batiste. <laughs> Batiste had nine points each for West Bloomfield. Uh, upset? Uh, you, nah, yeah, it was kind of a shocker. Almost, almost like a playoff it game. It was kind of a shocker. I mean, West Bloomfield, I'm very worried about coming into the postseason. All right, Clarkston 45-44 over Royal Oak. Uh, Skarpuski had 14 points. Uh, Toterin had 10 points. Izzy Hadley had 8 points for Clarkston. Kira Vance, 16 and Sorhan, 15 points for Royal Oak. Rose, 68, 58, in two overtimes over Southfield's, Southfield Arts and Tech. Otis had 26 and 13. Mm-hmm. Jordan uh, Peterson had 13 points, 28 rebounds? And they're two freshmen. Is that? Holy Toledo. Yep. 28 rebounds. Yep. Caitlin Saunders had 12 points and 12 rebounds for... Uh, a lot of missed shots in this game. A lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of fast pace, too. For Groves, uh, 28 rebounds for one person. That is a game for Edison most teams. Yes. Detroit Edison, 69. West Bloomfield, 41. Hendricks had 17. Logan Lewis had 12 for West Bloomfield. What's up for with the Lakers? Troy, 57, 34 over North Farmington. Uh, Alyssa Matsua, Matuza had 17 points. Kendall Zider had 11 points. Kalen Knight had 10 points for Troy. Heaven Rogers, 13 points. And Sailor Leffler had 9 points for North Farmington. Lake Orion, 37-30 over Rochester. Megan Marshall had 12 for Lake Orion. Good win there for the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Berkeley, 45-29 over Troy Athens. Troy Athens still trying to find the offense. Yep. Ashley Loon, 11 points. Rice uh, Sanum and Avery Beard had 10 points each. Sammy Withrow had 8 points for Ber- or, uh, Berkeley. Oxford, 36-29 over Avondale. Mackenzie uh, Methner had 13 points for Oxford. And Delilah Clark had 12 points for Avondale. Wednesday, March 10th, Lake Orion, 37-24 over Lapeer. Dragons putting a couple together, uh, a couple wins together. Olivia Paplowski had 15 points. Maddie Ebert had 12 points for Lake Orion. Stony Creek, 41-28 over Wild Lake Northern. 
Sydney LaPrairie had 13 points. Melania Scorgett had 11 points for Stony Creek. Ferndale University, 41-29 over Avondale. Mm-hmm. Oak Park, 49-39 over Detroit Denby. Mm-hmm. And what are we looking here? Westfield Prep, 65-64 over the Wolves of Clarkston. Tarpuski had 24. Izzy Hadley had 15 points. Morgan Hunter, 9 points, 12 rebounds. And Olivia uh, Todarian had 8 points for the Wolves. Thursday, March 11th, Berkeley, 36-34 over Seaholm. Ashley Loon, 11 points for Berkeley. Uh, Maggie Liebler had 14 points and 15 rebounds for Seaholm. Friday, March 12th, Royal Oak, 39-19 over North Farmington. Sarah Amon had 15 points for Royal Oak. West Bloomfield, 55-41 over Groves. Caitlin Quinn, 17 points. Nevada, Nevada Otis had 10 points. Jordan uh, Peterson had 9 for Birmingham Groves. Last page. Clarkston, 70-57 over Southfield A&T. Skarpuski again leading the scoring at 24 points. Olivia Todarin, 19 points. Caitlin Cull had 12 points for the Wolves. Stony Creek, 49-43 over Troy. Alana Skork had 14 points. LaPrairie had 12 points. Sarah La- and Sarah LaPrairie, I should say Sydney LaPrairie had 12 points. Sarah LaPrairie and Mia uh, Carson had nine points each for Stony Creek. Berkeley 49-40 over Rochester. Ashley Loon, 20 points. Sammy Withrow, 15 points for Berkeley. Megan Lorenzo, 20 points. And uh, Bounty Marcellus had nine points for Rochester. Lake Orion, 56-33 over Avondale. Katie Van Heck had 14. Uh, Chloe Weigers. Weigers had 11 points for Lake Orion. And Delilah Clark had 11 points uh, Reagan Lawrence had 10 points for Avondale. Bloomfield Hills, 54-32 over Dearborn Heights, Robichaud. Oak Park rolls Detroit University Prep, 50-33. Saturday, March 13th, uh, Rochester Hills Lutheran Northwest, 37-27 over Rochester. And that's, Rochester's in trouble. <laughs> and that's the roundup. Woo! I know that's only four pages, but boy, does that seem to get longer every week. That's a lot. Like that's a lot of results. But I'm telling you, if there's a team that's hot right now in girls basketball, it's Oak Park, because of what they've done. I mean, you got to give Coach Peggy Evans Carr a lot of credit. I mean, Tamira Todd is playing really well for them. Um, that's a team that's red hot right now. Um, like, you, like Orion strung together three wins. They have, but they did take some injury hits too, a little bit. Again? Meg, yep. Megan Marshall oh. out for the could be out for the year with an ankle. Oh no. So think about this: like Orion's basically, basically playing with a young lineup, um, you know, and they're playing without Kylie Heck and Megan Marshall. That's hard to do. That's really difficult. Yeah, especially it is. Hanging this in the postseason, and especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your rotation set at late season injury. And so far, they responded. They've responded, but, but they got Clarkston but, this evening, and then they have Berkeley on Thursday, which is going to be just absolutely huge. Yeah. Um. Then they play Notre Dame prep to close out the season, um. Before um, before the postseason starts, and they actually have the number two seed in that district, which means they have a bye, which is very important for this group. The Dragons. Yes, they do. We're wow. going to go over that in a little bit, but Lake Orange, a team, I think that is um. It's clearly rising. 
um, rising, but like you said, there's a lot of unknowns. Right. And if I see is like if they come through this gauntlet, they're going to be running at the the last week of the season prior to the playoffs. And if they make a decent showing, right, and, they and stay that, healthy, they stay healthy, and that that young group that is now having to step up, mm-hmm. that shows positive signs for the future. It does. I mean, and then you look at a team like Clarkson. You know, they're going around their business. I think when you look at Maddie Sikorsky's really been stepping up, going 20 points in, th- in the three games this week for the yeah, Wolves. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Olivia Todorant's been really the one who stepped up for Clarkson. I mean, like, even their loss to Westfield Prep, I mean, you know, in their game against um, Southridge at 19. I mean, so yeah. when you look at Todorant's play, I think that's been very important for Clarkson in that stretch as well. But the team I'm mostly concerned about right now is West Bluefield. What is going on down there? Well, here's the thing. You're, they're playing two tough teams. I mean, I, they're playing Edison again, um, and they're playing um, Harperwood, Chandler Park Academy. They're both state-ranked teams um, in right. their respective divisions. So this goes to your philosophy, and it almost seems like this is the setup. I, I don't know who puts this co- uh, these schedules together. Well, usually the coaches do. So w- the coach knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and putting together some tough teams prior to the playoffs, But not, here's the problem not a bad I have. deal. Here's the problem I have. West Bloomfield is in a really interesting district with Birmingham Marion because Birmingham Marion went from the Royal Oak District to the Water Vermont District because of Pontiac's um, situation. Yes, they didn't so, field a team this year. Right. So when you're looking at Birmingham Marion versus West Bloomfield, you're looking at possible district final there. Um, you're basically Birmingham Marion's smallest player is six foot. Whoa. So think about that. <laughs> if you're West Bluefield, I know you're going to want to beat him with speed, quickness. You know, you got really great, talented players. But I think West Bluefield is in a really dangerous spot. I mean, yes, this is going to help you and them in the long term. Yeah. But they're in a really dangerous, dangerous spot right now. Well, I mean, where's the league race for them? Well, they've already won the run. Okay. But when they get to districts, Likely having to deal with Birmingham Marion. That's going to be a, that's going to be a team. I don't think that these young ladies down at, down there have seen before. Dealing with a lot of height, dealing with a lot of. Now they're going to say, "Well, we've seen teams that are," I said, "Not this team. Yeah, just not this team." Because <clears throat> I know Birmingham Marion very well. I know Mary Cicerone very well. Um, the they're going to have to deal with six two, six three, six four. Um, and they're small, and their point guard six foot. That is <laughs> that is rude. rare. That is very rare, isn't it? That is really rare, and I think that's going to be a big problem for um, West Bloomfield when they get the districts. Um, probably another team I think that needs to be on upset alert with a team that's still in quarantine. They're expected off this week. It's Adams because Adams only played eight games. They rely on a total. Yeah, they rely a lot on experience. May Dolinga. Elizabeth um, Blaine, Lauren Petersmark, um, Abby Drain. How is that possible? I, I can't believe they only played eight games. It seems like I've been reading their name off they've every played, week. Yeah, they've only played eight games, you know? Eight they've, games when you usually play, these guys are playing three a week. Is mm-hmm. it just because of well, remember they got into circumstance? COVID, they got into COVID <clears throat> protocol with Farmington. I mean, so when you look at, they're expecting off this week, they're expecting to play a couple games, and then they have to play Romeo on that Monday. So that's going to be. So you really... said eight games, and we uh, off air when we were prepping, 
you mentioned that, I mean, you have to have a minimum of eight. Right. You have to have a minimum of eight to be seated. You know? And yeah. That's something that affected the Oak Park, um, the district over at um, Detroit Renaissance around the boys' situation. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But Adams is a team that they rely a lot on experience. Um, their sub-varsities are okay, but I just think that this Adams team, they're going to need to ride that experience going into the postseason. And I think, to me, you know, taking on a Romeo team on their home gym, um, recently put up 56 in a game against New Baltimore Anchor Bay. So when you look at Adams' situation, relying on that experience, it's going to be very difficult for them, especially when you haven't had your legs. Yeah, for a while. For a while. Yeah. So and it'll be a difficult task for Adams um, looking at them. Okay. Um, any, but, any other teams on the, 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 the women's side that you're looking at? Well, at least. Anybody on the rise? I mean, we're kind of talking about uh-ohs. Teams on the rise are uh-ohs. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean. We talked Lake Orion. I think they're a team on the rise. Um, I think a team that's trending downward a little bit is Avondale. I really think that this team is trending downward a little bit. Okay. I mean, people have said to me about, you know, this team. I've heard the stories about they're having a couple kids coming in next year. I've heard the stories about two two kids coming from Dayton, Ohio. I've heard about that. Okay. Um. But when you look at a team that relies on two girls, a three girls, and Delilah Clark, um, Savannah Schmidt, and Reagan Lawrence, they don't have a lot of depth. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look at Abendale, this team, I don't know if I, and their program strength is not very good at all. So when you look at Abendale, this is a team that I think is in some big-time trouble right now with Abendale. I mean. And we've seen other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, who had like uh, you know, the big a big three or whatever. Yeah, that they can hold their own to some extent, but right. late in the season and it's a po- struggle. It, it becomes difficult. It's very difficult. And one of them doesn't have a an average game, like you know, shooting on the average. Especially when you look at Schmidt, Lawrence, and um, Clarkson playing really good basketball for Avenue, but. The problem's been Schmidt and Lawrence. Where mm. their where's their point production? That's the big question. So that's a that's a team I'm concerned about going forward in the postseason. Um another team that I'm keeping a very close eye on is Groves. This is a team that relies a lot on freshmen and sophomores. They've never been to the postseason before. Ever? No, that this most group. most of this group has not Wow. But they do have some players in Caitlin Quinn who've seen playoff experience. Um, but Groves is in a little bit of a danger factor, I think, personally. You know, and I know Antoine Simpkins very well. Good man. Good man. The game that concerns me is if they play Royal Oak and Seahole. Those are the two, no, Royal Oak and Berkeley. Those are the two teams that I think could give Groves problems. Uh, I don't think Berkeley is much because they don't have a lot of depth. Um, besides their besides Ashley Luden Rysalam and um and um Ava Beard, um and Sammy Woodrow, but they don't have a lot of depth around there. Mm. The team that that they would have to be worried about is Royal Oak. Now they beat Royal Oak twice. Royal Oak is basically in the same situation they were last year with Southfield Arts and Tech. And Groves assistant coach Jaraka Hughes knows this story. 
because she was an assistant last year at A&T under <laughs> Michelle Marshall. So the fact that they beat that um, A&T beat Royal Oak twice in the regular season, but then when they got the postseason, Royal Oak beat them. Could this be the same thing here with Groves? It looks possible. I mean, Groves only won by four at Royal Oak in the first meeting, and they just blitzkrieged them in the um at Beverly Hills. So when you really look at Groves' side of things, I think Groves right now, to me, they are in some danger. I mean, they are in some serious danger. And when you look at that bracket, you know, they're playing A&T first. And the last time those two teams played, that was double overtime. <laughs> um, so, And where is that being played? That is being played at Royal Oak. So that could be a high-scoring affair. Yeah. Because we know, we know that Groves can score. We know they can score. It's not, we know Southfield can score. But Southfield can't defend. They have allowed over 70 points six times this season. That is brutal. That is brutal. Yeah. And to me, they still haven't addressed their defensive issues. So that, but Groves. Been talking is, about that all season. Groves is a team I'm really concerned about mm. because you don't know what's going to happen with freshmen. You know, I know Otis, I know Peterson, you know, they've really stepped up, played really good basketball, but being in the post, but the postseason and the regular season are much different. So that's why I'm but saying. But don't you see it at this point? Um, they're not freshmen any longer. No, I mean, they're not freshmen any with longer. With the experience they've playing, got and what they've done. But when you're playing in the postseason, that's a whole other animal. It's true. Because to me, that's... And when you look at Groves, I mean, like, everything looks good right now for them. They're clicking on all cylinders. They're moving along. They're handling their business. But they have a number one seed in their district. Um, the good thing for them is Birmingham Marion's not in their district, which helps a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, yeah, but if you're Groves, um, they're you're, you're riding high right now, but in the back of your mind, there's still some danger. So when you look at the back of your mind, you know, danger, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, and especially with that young team, if, if Groves, if Groves doesn't have a good shooting night, you know, like they did against Troy Cash Tech, they could be in some trouble. Yeah. And. And, I, and it doesn't matter if you played a tough schedule or not. I mean, like, you know, these are the games that count. These are the games that matter, you know. And especially if you're playing against a Royal team that has eight seniors on their team, mm. um, led, of course, by Sarah Sorgahan, who finally have managed to find a Robin, maybe two, and Kira Vance and um, Sarah Ammon. So that could be a big problem for them going forward. Yeah, and you can't underestimate the drive of the seniors. No. Because this is it. This is it. This is what they're doing, unless they're moving on. But as a team, this is it. A, a heavy uh, senior-laden team mm-hmm. is very, very motivated. Like Royal Oak is. Yes. And they've lost twice to Groves. I mean, I know they want another shot at Groves. I, I know deep down they want another shot at So that's a, that's a team I'm watching carefully. Um, Oak Park is another one we talked earlier about them. Um. Their district's absolutely brutal, especially with Detroit Renaissance in there. Mm-hmm. They're not touching them, unfortunately. So, nothing much to say about that. <laughs> Sammy. Um, Ferndale University's got a shot at the district, I think. Ferndale U, down in Division Two On the women's side, still. On the women's side. Yeah. They got a shot. I mean, they're 4-4, four and four, came off a big win against Avondale. Um, I think they can knock off Warren Regina. 
and then that winner is going to likely see Warren Lincoln in the next round. The Lord, you know what the name of Warren Lincoln is? Hmm. The Abes. The Abes. The Abes. The Fighting Abes. The Abes. Yeah. Abes Lincoln. Yeah, Warren Lincoln. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, but I think you know. I think um, Ferdinand has got a good chance. I mean, I've seen the make of their team. Um, they got a good team. Um, I think their first year they're taking the lumps in the OA and the in the um in the in the gold. Um, I know that obviously you got Farmington, Old Carker, your two best teams in there. Seaholmes is kind of like going like a little up and down, up, up and, and down, down, up and down. <laughs> um, and then of course you have a Ferdinand University. So. But when you look at Fernando you obviously this team is really they're they're up and down. You know what I mean? They're up and down. They picked that big win against Avondale. Um that that's a team I'm keeping an eye on in that district down there. It's it's at host sites, which is actually it's a complicated it's not like one school. So it's like a neutral. Yeah, it's not like one school's hosting, but they got games that they got games um Bruno U is hosting one of the games, mm. and they're playing against Warren Regina. So this will be very interesting. That'll be very interesting. So let's look at the women's draw a little bit here. Um, so before we dig into the draws, do you want to explain to the listeners your ABC comment? Well, it's very complicated. Because I, com- I completely forgot about that from last year. Well, it's very complicated, of course, when you look at the NPR. Um, so one so one thing we know is you have to have a minimum of eight games yep, to get uh, to, be to be seeded. Yes, to be seeded. But the seeding process is... It's very different eh. if between a five and six team district. So when you look at, of course, the seeding is a little bit different according to the NPR. So NPR is kind of the strength of schedule... Right. Yes, yeah, so it's that kind of component. So when you look at when you look at the um, matchups, and there's some really odd matchups to look at here. Um, and when we get into seeding, so a minimum of eight games to be seeded. Mm-hmm. And but the seeding is is it a combination of the strength of schedule number and then your wins are very important as well. So your wins okay. are all right, but they are... still do the mm-hmm. explain got... it. Yep. Okay. So to the viewers here, here is the um, here is the um, NPR <laughs> matchups here. Very complicated scenario here. Um, basically, I don't think that came through too clearly, but oh <laughs> but they're posted. If you want to yeah, see posted, them, they're posted. Yep, I got them on them. the blog. I got them on the blog as so, well. But yep, the girls' side of it here for fourteen district where Fernandale University is at. You got the B team taking on the number two seed and the A team taking on the number one seed. Um, so when you look at who got the number one seed in the um, in that district, Ferndale University actually got a number one seed in this district. So okay. not Warren Lincoln. So when you look at at it there, um, so that is a four teamer is B taking on the two, A taking on the one, and how they do it's based on your alphabetical order. So the A, B, and let's a, say B, C or whatever. Yeah. And then the five-teamer is very complicated. because Okay, so you have you have number one seeds or top seeds that are thrown in, and then everybody else is yep. by your alphabet. Alphabet. By the name, by of, the your name of your school. school. Yep, so let's say here in the boys, you got, you know, on the five-teamer, you got the seed team taking on the number one seed. The number two seed gets the bye, and that takes on the winner of the A versus B. And then the six-teamer, you got C versus B, A versus D. The winner of A versus D takes on the number one seed. And the winner of B versus C takes on the number two seed. 
So the only seeding I see is one and two, right? Because you get one seed, you get a two gets a buy, depending on the numbers, mm -hmm. right? Basically, it's depending on the numbers. Yes, depends on the numbers. And then you got A, B, C, D, all Which determined is, based on the name of, of the your school, school, as yep. opposed to your, your ranking or the seeding. Yeah, and, and this is the this is this is this is terrible because I'll tell you why it's terrible because. Let's say if you're a team that has a 545 and you still have to play based on your alphabet. A 545 uh, ranking schedule. Yeah. Yes. To me, that's garbage. Because, and a perfect example of this is the Lake Orion boys basketball team. We'll talk about them in a couple minutes. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, let's say if you're a three seed and you got to play the top seed, makes no sense. Usually, it make usually it's the bottom team. Uh-huh. And a perfect example of this is a team that who's having a good year, and they got set basically to play the number one seed in their district. And this Oxford, mm. the Oxford girls basketball team, the fact that they have to go to Genesee County and Grand Blank, but then they got to take on the host school, which is Grand Blank in the first round. And they are killing people right now. They just had a buzzer beater to knock off Blake Carmen Ainsworth. Oh. Um, they got a they got a couple very good athletes. I mean, a lot of good athletes on that team. And Oxford, let's not forget this team's got no Emma Morris and their high school's in quarantine for ten days. So By that's a big problem there for so if you're Rachel Pryor, you got a serious problem right now when you look at when you look at with if you're Rachel Pryor, you gotta go like what is going on here? It's not good. Yeah, and for the uh, listeners, uh, the school district decided to shut down the programs mm -hmm. prior to the playoffs. Yeah, until March 22nd. So if you're Rachel Breyer in Oxford, you're in a really bad spot right now. And it's all because... Your school district. Your Well, one, your school district, but your school starts with an O. Right. <laughs> yeah, and your school district, yeah, your letter starts with an O. And, I mean, and O in that district is in the C. <laughs> so that's bad. It, it, and the other side, you got Flint Kearsley and Lapeer. You know, Flint Kearsley with the F, and then Lapeer begins with an L. You know what I yeah. mean? So it, I, I don't. That's bad. I don't get it. It's like, why have the number? Why have the. Well, the the, I, you got to get rid of the lettering. I think I think you got to get but rid of the But I know it's like you, you you set up a system that you can actually technically rank or seed everybody based on their ranking, right? Yeah. I mean, you have a number. There's a number that is generated. If you if you go by seeding, I think that makes a lot more sense if you go by seeds instead of going by letters. I mean, like, so basically you're looking at Oxford, who's got probably, I think, the third the third best NPR in this district. And now they got to play Grand Blank so because they're, so they're technically seated at the bottom. And they're because and they're, they're playing the top team. Right. They're technically seated at the bottom because not, but they do get the vibe, but you're playing Grand Blank in the first round. Yeah. That's a terrible matchup for Oxford. Yeah. That is horrible for them. So is this the and second year of the of the letter ABC? Yeah. Second year. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Every matchup I drew up. Uh, made a lot of sense. I almost want to say, uh, you know. That was smart. <laughs> yeah, that's not smart. <laughs> I mean, you look at, of course, the, um, you look mm. at, 
all the other matchups make sense. I mean, there's some interesting games to keep an eye on on the girls' side. Um, you got A&T Groves, um, Royal Oak Seahome. That one is taking on Berkeley. I mean, you're looking at possibly Royal Oak, Berkeley, um, South Dakota Tech, and Groves. Possible Groves, um, possible Groves Royal Oak rematch. That should be real fun. Uh, Oak Park, you know, they got they got um, Detroit Mumford. That one is taking on Warren Mott. Other side got Warren Fitzgerald Renaissance. I don't see anybody touching Renaissance. Um, and then at Novi District 25, you got Novi versus Mercy. North taking on Livonia Stevenson. That one is taking on Farmington. I think it's going to be Mercy versus Farmington. Um, I see that one happening. Uh, District 29, Rochester. Very interesting game here between Troy Athens and Rochester. These two teams are in the blue. But you got to wonder as well. Is, can, and I think, this is a good, I think this is a good question. Because these two teams still have to play a league game. Mm. Can they use the district game as a league game? That is a big question. They could. The district game as a league game? Yes. I think it can be done. You mean if they're short games or? Well, remember, these two teams, remember, when Rochester went on COVID protocol. Ah, um, I don't pro- think so. I, I, I think it's, it is what it is. I, I think they can. It's interesting. It's interesting because. I think they can count this game as a league game, too. So where do they sit in league currently? That's something we haven't really uh, Rod, mentioned today. These two teams are right now. Are they battling for the top? No, they're not battling for the top. They're in the middle of the pack in the blue. But they could do it. It's possible. Mm. But but it's a very interesting game because Troy Athens, the last time they played Rochester, it was a 20-point shocker. Now, Rochester was without, Jack, was without um, three starters in that game. Mm. Rochester, ever since getting back out of COVID protocol, has really been struggling. Yes. Troy Athens, since the 50-point game against Troy, has really struggled to score. Um, that winner's going to take on um, that winner's going to take on Troy, who's been really been struggling. Um, the fact that Troy's been struggling, I can't figure this one out because you got Charlotte Sabaka, you got. You, you know, you got Kendall Zider and Lauren Gumma. Those are the two we, the two players that played really well. But where in the world is Alyssa Mantuza, Charlotte Sabaka, um, Caitlin Knight? Injuries? They haven't been showing up on the score sheet lately. Mm. And that's a big concern. I mean, let's not forget. Troy's got, they still got to have the two games against Utica for the last two years in the back of their mind. They still have to have that. You think so? Yes. Maybe last year. I wouldn't see two years. Yes. I you think, think so? Yes, because Zyder's a junior right now. Zyder's a junior right yeah. now. Mantuza's, Mantuza's played a ton of varsity action. Tabaka's played a ton of varsity action. Gumma's played a ton of varsity so action. they're hitting right? them again. I think Utica's still on, the, on their minds. I really do. And if you're Coach Julius Porter, you've got to get them out of that mindset and say, well, Utica's not in our district. They're not in our district. I would almost say that if they, they don't see them, then why would it be in their, their mind? I it know is, it's, it's the feeling of losing two years in a row to them is in the is But in they're the not mind. they're not they're mad. not in that district, but they're still having relapse. So? They could have relapse, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'd hope not. And then the other side It seems like they'd have relief that they don't have to go up against them. Yeah, but then going, I, hey. I think I think that's still in the I think you that's think creeping. So? I think it's creeping. And then of course you got Stony Creek who's been absolutely rolling right now the way they've been playing. Um, 
Mia Carson's been playing good basketball. Both La Prairies are playing good basketball. Putting some points up. Melina Short's been playing really good basketball as well. Um, but when you look at Stony Creek, this team, um, I like where the Cougars are at right now. They should be motivated against Utica Eisenhower. They should be motivated because they were the team that knocked them out last year. Um, but Kellen James' team's been rolling, going in the right direction. They're now tied for the lead in the white with Troy. Okay. Um, so that's a team. And uh, one week to go for one the week girls? To go. Yep, one week to go before the postseason starts. And then you have the Because district... the, the girls are one week ahead of the boys, correct? Well, they're, they're going together. They're they going are going to go together? together. Okay. Because yeah. usually it's staggered slightly. Mm-hmm. Well, they can bust. Yeah, they're, they're trying to compress mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I got you. And then District 5 at Romeo, of course, you have Waterford Cutter taking on Clarkston. Um, Adams taking on Romeo. And that winner's taking on Lake Orion. Um, until anybody can knock off Clarkson, I just see it being Clarkson's district. Yeah. And it's it's tough, but, I mean, I don't know how it's going to look, especially when you look at Clarkson, um, the way they've been playing. They've been playing phenomenal basketball. Um, I, I just don't see anybody giving them a fight. Maybe Lake Orion in the um, district final. but You think so? Well, I just don't see anything happening. They have to have everybody back. Right. They have to have everybody back, and I don't know if everybody's going to be back for that. Yeah, they're the class of the— Right now in that district. Yeah. All right, let's go to—from the girls, let's go to the boys. All right, Um, so interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, Farmington's won a couple games in a row, knocked off West Bluefield. They were riding high on um, Paris, um, um, Prince Jackson, and and, um, Robert Davis. um, 30 points. mm Mm-hmm. That's they're gonna need those two to score if they're gonna be competitive. Um, Farmington's a team I'm keeping an eye on, but West Bloomfield, where are they at? They've had games where they've just where they're scoring, but they're giving up a ton of points. That's a big problem for me. If you're coach Jeremy Denner, that's a big problem. So when you look at West Bloomfield, that's a team I'm worried about heading in the postseason. Um Adams yeah, you're is, right. So just uh, for reference, they, they gave up 70 in the loss to Farmington, like you mentioned. That was a bad loss, too, for West Bloomfield. And then where's the other one? They gave up 80 points to Henry Ford, Detroit Henry Ford mm-hmm. in the loss. Yes. Only losing by three. They're losing close And games. they lost by uh, three to uh, Henry Ford and two to Farmington. They're one and six in games that are decided by six points or less. Yikes. That is, but you're right. The defense side of the ball is just that's a concern. That's a big concern for Jeremy Dunn's team. That mm. is a big concern, and I'm worried about them, especially because now they have to. They're looking at possibly playing Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the second round in the district semifinals. They got to shore that up. I mean, they can match up St. Mary's athletically. I just don't think they match them up depth wise. Mm. So that could be a problem. For Jeremy Dennis team. You play a little defense, it's gravy. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're scoring plenty. You're scoring plenty. You're 68 points in any high school matchup. It's should, a good number. Should get you a W. But, I mean. They're giving up a lot of points. If if you can't hold anybody to under 60, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Yeah. And that's the team I'm keeping an eye mm. on. Um, Oak Park is a really interesting one. Because that's a team who played Clarkson tough in both meetings. Just put up 65 on Detroit Cody. Uh, oh, Jalen Rose Academy. Um, 
So when you look at the when you look at the Knights, they're relying a lot on um Ashton Henderson to carry them. Deion Henderson's had some good games. Bellotto Miller's had some good games for Coach Durant Shepard's team. Um, so when you look at Oak Park, I mean, and the fact that they earned a bye yeah. because of a very complicated rule. So I'm going to explain to everybody what happened. Um, I was confused coming in, too, how UD Jesuit, who's 6-0, and undefeated, yes. got, they should have been the one seed in this district. But... On a technicality, you're supposed to play eight games. Thank you, As Clark. we talked about earlier. Thank you, Clarkson Basketball's Twitter page. Um, <laughs> so they, they pretty much explained clarify. it. Yeah. yeah, they pretty much explained it to me. Um, so give a shout out there to them. Yeah, um, very good. But Oak Park, they end up getting the number two seed, and yet they're going to have to see UD Jesuit in the next round, even though UD Jesuit's going to have to play an extra game against Detroit Mumford. So that's almost the reverse. You have a team that is good enough to be a one seed, didn't play enough games to get seeded. Yep. So they go to the alphabet soup mm-hmm. and play in the first round. Yep. And it's funny because you have the um, – because the boys' district is different compared to the girls' district. Okay. Because, you know, when you look at the, when you look at the bracket, um, when you look at the bracket and – and based on their NPR, how they did their matchups in most of the in most of the districts in boys basketball are it's it's much different. Okay. Um in a five team district, you have the C team playing the number one seed or the number two seed. Not the D team. Not the D that's this is the, the I'm gonna go five team first. And okay, six. okay. And then you have the B team and the A team playing each other, and that winner's playing the number one seed. Mm. That's a five team district. In a sixteen district, you have D versus A. Okay. That winner's playing the number one seed. That makes sense. Then you have B and C playing each other, and that one's playing the number two seed. Why I'm very upset about this bracket is because a team like Lake Orion, who is a who is the number three seed based on the NPR. It's the A team in that district over at Oxford. They're playing Waterford Kettering, and that winner's getting Clarkston. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to go over that in a couple minutes. But back to Oak Park. I mean, like, um, UD Jesuit is the, D, is the B team because of their name. Detroit University of Detroit Jesuit. That is how they got the B seed. And then you have Detroit Mumford. You have Detroit Mumford, who's the A team, and then the C team, and the C team. Um, what? Oh wait, the Oak Park District. That's a six team. My bad. It that is a six, six team. team. Yeah, wow. it's a six team. But oh, still, okay. I mean, who? <laughs> just because one team had six six games mm-hmm. puts a, a heavyweight. Down in the lower Down ranks. Down in the lower ranks. And, and the other side, you got wow. Berkeley, you got Berkeley Royal Oak and Detroit Renaissance. Um, Berkeley Royal Oak is going to be a really interesting game. I mean, these two teams are rivals; they know each other. Um, and then you have um, that winner is going to take on Detroit Renaissance, and they don't match them up well with anybody. So when you look at Berkeley, I think Berkeley's got the best chance here to meet Detroit Renaissance, but. Joe Sermo's going to have to put up a, a, a perfect game plan. He's going to have to put that up because you don't have the team to match up as good as Detroit Renaissance is. 
and it's at home for them. So you got a lot of things going against you. Yeah. So when you look at Berkeley's side of things, you know, they're playing Detroit Renaissance. So <laughs> they're likely to play. They should get by Royal Oak, but I mean, Royal Oak is a complete disaster. Um, with the way they're playing. I mean, they got some good players on that team, but they've, they've been a complete disaster. Um, but when you look at them, but the, I mean, other, I mean, you have other disasters in there too, right? I mean, Oh, sure. I mean, Brenda youth been struggling all year. I mean, like, um, but this is the first year in your way. Yeah. But Avondale has been like a pure Jekyll and Hyde. (laughs) Um, they've had some head scratching losses. They were very streaky. Yeah, very streaky. So, and, and what about Troy? I mean, looking at oh my goodness, this is a team we got to talk about. <laughs> I mean, where in the heck is Jake Emerzian? Where in the heck is Ahmad Hodge? You know, where are they at? Because teams are daring Brody Parker to beat them, and you got Ethan Emerzian. You know, he's playing what he can, but where's players like the Anthony Hamilton, Jake Emerzian, and Ahmad Hodge? Where are they at? You know, I get yes, choice came off COVID protocol and they're not getting a lot of practice. I get that. But the problem here is when they get into postseason, you know, you've already lost your chance at the number one seed. I mean, you got an experienced enough team to get you to the past the postseason. You got to get past the districts. You have, you have that. And if you cannot find it, then you're not going to be, then you're in some trouble. I mean, and to me, when I look at the stat line here, Troy's in some trouble. They can't defend any, they, they don't defend very well. Um, They can't, they don't, they can't score enough. You know what I mean? And that's very unfortunate. I mean, when they played Linden, Linden put up 64 on them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, that I was expect, a surprise. Yeah, was a, that was a surprise. And then when they played Groves, Groves put, Groves won 49-43, you know, so. At Troy, so Troy, oh. Troy is a mess. When you look at the Colts right now, and you look at a team like Boone Bay Hills, who's still in COVID quarantine right now. Um, you know, Troy's in some big time trouble right now. And you know, you look at Adams, Stony Creek. Adams is in COVID quarantine. Stony. What Creek. is going on? So, okay, I I know we were talking about uh, brackets and postseason mm-hmm. and such. And the guys on the rise and who's having issues. Mm-hmm. It seems like in the last week, how many teams have been knocked out because of COVID. COVID protocol? I mean, at least six on the guy side. Yeah. Just on the guy side. Just on the guy side because Rochester, Adams are both on quarantine. Lake Orion's on quarantine. Oscar's on quarantine. Um, so at least five wow. for sure. I mean, Bloopy Hills and at, Bloopy Hills has not been on quarantine for a little bit. They're expected to come out come this off. week. Okay. I mean, so when you really look at it here, you're looking at maybe five or six teamers on quarantine right now. And this is something we did not see no. during the football season. No, we didn't. We didn't see it. And well, I think a lot of that's because football can be played outdoors. That's true. You know, and outdoor sports is a lot more safer to do than indoor sports. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was the whole discussion of why it was delayed, mm-hmm. right, on the state level. Right. The, uh, I mean, and on, in Lake Orion's case, it was a, um, 
test, test tech player tested, tested positive. positive. But you said he's going to be tested again. And if it comes back negative, then they can come they off. Come off, yeah. Right. And that's the same thing with the situation with all these other schools. You know, Why, what I mean? so because they don't because these teams don't have the virus. It's just, it's just you test. Yeah, you got to make sure that yeah, it's not make, a false yeah. positive no, and all yeah. that stuff. So, so we're at fifty-two, by the way. Wow. Yeah, time's fine. All but, right. But so, the but the whole thing with. I didn't know all those teams. You're just like, yeah, yeah, well, they're on protocol. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sony Creek, yeah, yeah, they're on protocol. And then Oxford, again, as a reminder, the listeners, the school district decided to shut them down. Yep. So it's, wow. And not only that, Sam, but on the 22nd, a lot of schools are going back full-time with full, full time. students. Yeah, some, yeah, I know Lake Orion Lake is. Lake Orion but... is, and, but it's like, whoa, Clarkston's already there. Mm-hmm. Oxford's been there. Oxford's been there. Yeah, so here are your matchups for District Twenty Three. Yes, let's hit them. Um, you got Detroit Renaissance, Royal Oak taking on Berkeley. That winner's taking on Renaissance. Um, UD Jesuit taking on Mumford. Detroit UD Jesuit. That winner's taking on Old Clark. Um, I, I, it, it, this district here is the Cubs to win. To win. <laughs> I think the Cubs are going to win this district pretty handily. District Twenty Five. This is going to be very competitive at Birmingham Brother Rice. You got South T taking on Groves. That winner's taking on Brother Rice. Home versus Farms, and that one is taking on North Farmington. Um, I could see Brother Rice on upset alert on their home gym because I think Groves, if it's Groves, I think they're going to give Brother Rice problems. Um, North Farmington, they're in a really good spot. I think they're going to get, I think they're going to cruise into the district final. So that's a, that's a district we got to watch carefully. Is that one at Permian Brother Rice? District 30 at Troy Athens. You got Sterling Heights taking on Chippewa Valley. That winner's taking on Troy Athens. Then you have Utica Ford versus Sterling Heights Stevenson. Um, if I'm Athens, beware of Stevenson. Mm. Because, because when you look at the Titans, they've had some wins against Macomb, Dakota. Um, they've been looking really good. So if I'm Troy Athens, if I'm athletic director Bob Dowd or the security person to Margaret, um, be very careful of Sterling Heights Stevenson in that district. Um, district 29, Stony Creek, Utica versus Rochester. That winner's taking on Stony Creek. And then you have Eisenhower versus Troy. Um, if this is not Stony Creek, Troy part three, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, district six at Bloomfield Hills. We got West Bloomfield versus Avondale. That winner's taking on St. Mary's. Pontiac got to a good start this year. Um, Unfortunately for them, they are not going to be seated in their district because they played only six games. What? They take on Waterford Mott. That winner's taking on Bloomfield Hills. Um, and I think that's going to be a Bloomfield Hills, um, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's district final. Um, district 5 at Oxford, you got Waterford Kettering, Lake Orion. Um, that winner's taking on Clarkson, Oxford versus Adams. Um, Oxford versus Romeo, that winner's taking on Adams. Um, a lot of interesting games there and that a lot of storylines there. And then District 58 got Detroit Henry Ford versus Ferndale U and Hazel Park versus Ferndale. So mm. those are some very interesting matchups in that district. And normally we're excited. Well, yeah, these are the games we can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. But are we going to get to see them? That's the question. I, you know, I'm hoping that everything comes level with this COVID stuff and everybody's back on track for next week, mm-hmm. right? I mean, playoffs. I mean, there's some teams that are not even playing this week. I mean, Kent County Health Department. You mentioned you know, that earlier. Yeah. Sure. Kent County Health Department gave an opt-out, you know what I mean? You cannot play. You can you can skip the regular season for this week. 
and play and get everybody ready to play for the postseason next week. Trying That's- to keep every, which mm-hmm. I think is a smart thing to do because mm-hmm. if the the conference races are done, right, for the most part, or even if not, I but guess the conference races are not done. And but but what helps here is the league can give teams that option to play their games during the district week. So Okay, that's what you were mentioning yeah, before. That, I didn't that, realize that mm-hmm, was an option out there. That is an but option. That might be a model that the OAA might want to look at, mm-hmm. right? The and if they can get them in, it's it's just especially those who are in district races, who are in races, wow. you know what I mean? So And are know, these teams going to be back for next week? I that's, think they are going to be, but if you're playing this week, you're basically are basically risking it, you know what I mean? Let's say if you <laughs> Let's say if you get a positive case, you know what I mean? You're done. You know what I mean? You're done. I mean, that's basically it for you. I mean, like, yeah, so. it, yeah because, I mean, if you're 10 days out, mm-hmm. you can't come back. I mean, you're going to miss a game. That's forfeit. You're done. You're out. Right. You're done. I mean, NCAA's got four guys sitting on the sidelines, these four teams that are, like, in standby mode in case the first rounders can't go. And right. then they'll plug them in. They'll but, plug them in, but they got a certain deadline. No, I think it's Tuesday, March 16th is the deadline. Yeah, So, and high school doesn't have that option. No, have that I mean, option. Because everybody's pretty much playing, or mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, so. But, wow. Wow. That's all the complicated process going on right now. Okay, uh, we're about uh, 57. Real, wow. real quick, what's the game of the week for you? The game I'm keeping an eye on this week is going to be Girls' side, Adam Stony Creek. That's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on. The guys' side, man, I got to look at my stuff. <laughs> I mean, we were talking uh, the brackets anyway. Yeah, so, we talked um, the brackets anyway. But uh, any conference race is still open. Blue is still open in the boys between Lake Orion and Troy Athens. Um, the white's going to come down to Bloomby Hills versus Stony Creek. Bloomby Hills still controls their own destiny in that division. Um, the red Ferndale, North Farmington's back in the thick of it in the red race. Um, and the gold, um, I still, Pontiac won, won that division. And then the girls' side of things, Clark, uh, West Bluefields won the red. The white, Stony Creek and Troy are tied right now. The blue, it's Lake Orion, Oxford, Berkeley. And then in the gold right now, it's all Farmington. So a toss-up in the... A couple toss-ups in. Mm-hmm. It's wide open still at yeah. this stage. And Lake, actually, in the girls' side, Lake Orion Berkeley. That's a Thursday game. That's a game I'm watching carefully. Wow. And we heard too that uh, on the wrestling side of things, they're splitting it up. Yep. Right. And then what were the other things that was? Is that it? That's about it. Wow. My goodness. A lot of things around this week. Home stretch here last uh, week of the regular season, yeah. correct? Spring sports start next week. <laughs> awesome. Yep. So, okay, I'm going to sign off here, everybody. Take care, everybody. See you all next week, everybody. Thanks, Sam. Boy and Al's produced by Sammy Taramina, and the views on this show are his and mine alone. If you'd like to make your own podcast, uh, give Owen TV a call at 248-393-1060. One-on-one classes are now taking place for only $25. Give us a call. That's it for Owen and I. We'll see you next week. See ya.